Welcome to I Don't Want to Grow Up, the podcast where two guys who will, despite the time of day, weather of the season, walk of life, frame of mind, situation, or circumstance, will always remember the Konami Code. Talk about how things were infinitely better up, when they were up, kids and down, spend an entire down. episode convincing left, right. themselves left, that right. they are B- right. A. I am Felix Start. Mega Man Schlater. <laughs> I am Jordan Dungeon Master Stratton. I had to take my headphones off <laughs> while you were whispering the actual Konami code because we've already tried it and I lost it. <laughs> I had to. That take was my- take two because you couldn't hold it together. Two takes. I will admit, two takes. That's, Sometimes uh, it's the magic of editing. <laughs> they never know. The people don't uh, know. This topic. Is near and dear. I'm to actually my a little more nervous heart. than I usually am. Nerd because I don't want to get things wrong. <laughs> because no one's it's more vicious true. than a nerd. The amount of vitriol that exists in nerd culture is unforgiving and prominent. <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> but we've had so many different conversations before hitting record about where we, where you and I align on nerd culture. True and. While it's it's very existent within our relationship, I'm a little bit older than you, so a lot of those things just naturally land on my plate. And it's so, true. yeah, you. I mean, you got that half a decade on me, basically. Which, which, which is it's, it's significant right. when it comes to nerd culture. It's that not pop much, culture. but then when it, the conversations like cartoons and video games, and I'll ask you about them, and you kind of look at like, me and say. Ah. A little bit past my time. So, like, I'll know about it. Exactly. But I might not have the experience with it. Right. Right. Which, which is, uh, it can be tough when it comes to finding things to talk about. Right. Because, I mean, you have clear memories, probably, I would assume, of the late 80s. Woo. Baby girl. Very early 90s, <laughs> where I, I, a lot of my memories kind of kick in. You know, that hard drive starts spinning once you hit 1995 right. for me. And the thing about, like, about decades is that even going into a new decade, you still have a lot of that sort of over overspray That's true. and that splash That's true. from the previous decade. So yeah, the collateral know, damage. Right. So like 91, 92, I'm fully aware of my surroundings. I'm almost 10 when you know everything. And the 80s, while while kind of dying down, they were they were still very much a thing that were existent. Yeah. And like it wasn't it wasn't officially the 90s until like 94, 95, like where, where you started to really know and, and comprehend those things that were happening. So I don't know. The 90s were a weird time. <laughs> Objectively, a <laughs> weird time. of Objectively. culture to sort of talk about within <laughs> that. And I just completely talked about what it is we're talking about. But what's our topic tonight? We're talking about nerd culture. Nerd culture and you know what me and jordan are through and through to our heart of hearts just straight up nerds we are i mean i will freely admit there are larger more more prominent nerds out there in the world i won't be the one to say i'm the king of the nerds (laughs) imagine if i was imagine (laughs) i was like i'm i'm the king of the nerds they gave him the crown in 94 (laughs) and he hasn't let go of it since ever since they keep asking him back to the convention so he can retire it and he says nay in the game of nerds you either win (laughs) 
or you die. <laughs> or you move from Kentucky to Virginia and they, <laughs> can't, they can't find, find you. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What nerds live in Virginia? <laughs> oh, man. But nerd culture, I, I will say right now at the time of recording, 2019, it's a good time to be a nerd about something, anything. It's, it's true. Just, it has it has been for the last decade or so, I would say. Which I would is argue. which is great. And we will totally get into that when we talk about what it's like now as the golden adults. Oh my gosh. It is it it, <laughs> it really is a golden age. The golden age of nerds. It's a safe it's a safe place. <laughs> it's a place It gets where... better, guys. <laughs> it gets better. If you're listening to this in the past, <laughs> If you somehow got a hold of those recordings, which the nerds would, they they would build a time machine that got them to the future. They did. They're like, guys, guys, listen, gather around. It's like the Great Rave of Zion from the Matrix. They're all gathering around in a cave. Zion! They're all just dancing. All the nerds in a rave, just sweaty and wet. Which how incredible was that scene? You know, it's so like weird. It's, it's kids like decades later, father. Tell me again about the Great Rave of Zion. The Great Rave. <laughs> Just a small uh, eight-year-old kid. So Marshmallow was there. The and GRZ? <laughs> Let me tell you about the GRZ. Prodigy was there. <laughs> Playing. They're just raving because they know the next night they're going to go to war. So they rave. They will win or they will die. Oh, my guess. And this is actually a special episode because, Ooh. guys... We got a sponsor today. Holy crap. Hang on. Let me call my mom. Are you going to call? Are you going to let her know? I want to tell her Rose. that I've made it. Rose, we, we both have. We both made it. We're doing it. Dear mom. I'm just going to text you. Yeah, it's shoot late. her text. She'll read in the morning. made it. Period. Okay, go ahead. All right. So this week's sponsor is Paw Pals. Paw Pals is a subscription box company. But listen, Felix, they're more than just some shop. Tell me. Now, Paw Pals... They have a mission to reach local shelters and animal communities, and they donate a portion of their earnings to their partners. The highest goal is to team with the World Wildlife Fund. That's the WWF. Commonly mistaken with the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> I was just about to say. But they're not, but they're, they're not the World Wrestling Federation. Okay. It's the World Wildlife Fund. All right. <laughs> and they're battling against the extinction of animals, which is a... A, an equal or better goal than the than the World Wrestling Federation, uh, but they want to preserve the originality of Earth, and they also have an app coming out. So get ready for that to come out. Also, head to their website at pawpalsshop.net and submit your ideas about your local shelters and businesses to add to their directory and show your support. So that's pawpalsshop.net. Look at us growing up, guys. Despite the fact that our podcast is called. I don't want to grow up. <laughs> we, we did it anyway. Here we are going through that process. In spite of ourselves, <laughs> we're doing it. So thanks, Pop Pals, for sponsoring an episode. We appreciate you. We love you. Woo. Go to check out their website. Check out their upcoming app. <sighs> we're also drinking some beverages tonight. For those of you tuning in for the first time, every time we record an episode, Jordan and I will, in fact, drink a beverage of the adult variety. And tonight we are drinking a beer called Pills Nerd. Now, I will say, Jordan found this beer a while back, snapped a picture of it and sent it to me and said, we need to use this one. <laughs> and tonight, the fact that we're talking about nerd culture and we have a beer in our hands called Pills Nerd, everything has just fallen into place. 
Now, I will read a little bit from their website. Pills Nerd is from Brothers Craft Brewing from Harrisonburg, Virginia. And they state, at Brothers Craft Brewing, we're beer nerds that appreciate tradition just as much as we love to experiment. For Pills Nerd, we opted for the former, honoring the German Pilsner tradition of subtle floral depth and bready balance. A crisp, timeless pour that's sure to satisfy your inner nerd. Now, the reason Jordan picked this particular beer is because the cover of it, it's one of the, it might be the best label I've ever seen. The label is fantastic. It looks like an 8-bit kind of Galaga copy that has a an airplane or a spaceship type thing that's literally just a pint glass of beer. It's like if Asteroid yeah. and Galaga and Duck Hunt had a baby and made a label. <laughs> With beer. With beer. <laughs> With a Pilsner. Yeah. It would be this. It's beautiful. It would be this. It's it's one of my favorite labels I've ever seen. This, this beer is fantastic. It's a 4.6 ABV. So if you find it in your area... Give it a go. It's crisp. It's, delicious. it's drinkable. I'm not even a big Pilsner fan, but just looking at it makes me so happy. The label makes me so insanely happy. So yeah, yeah, Pilsner. Uh, go find it because it's delicious. So one thing you don't do as kids is drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how nerdy you were. You weren't drinking this one. No, you don't. You don't drink beer as kids. But one thing that you did do as kids was indulge in the things that you enjoyed, which fortunately for Jordan and myself, we had that common ground of the things that they just weren't popular. (laughs) I think they were pop. I think that's the thing we learned through the advent of the internet is that a lot of things were popular. A lot of people enjoyed these things, but we didn't openly talk about it. Like it was a secret. I guess, but I know that in, in my school in particular, being interested in the things that I enjoyed they weren't popular opinions. Mm. Like, Can you give me examples? Sure. So come. <laughs> I won't stop. <laughs> I'll start a podcast about it. <laughs> Years down the road. You just watch. Sponsored by pophouse.net. <laughs> uh, comic books. Comic books, when I was in elementary and middle school, I remember bringing them with me to class Ooh. for homeroom or things like that to, to, to pass the time or because... I, I legitimately enjoyed them. Yeah. They were looked down upon. Really? If you were reading comic books in homeroom or at lunch, no. No, baby girl. No. See, I, I wasn't super into comic books. I liked them when I when I got my hands on them. Um, I, I do remember the few times I read comic books, they were friends of mine. They, they would have them on the bus or something. And I just remember being annoyed by all the ads in them <laughs> and the fact that they were so short because they like didn't end because they're just like installments. Yep. You know, comic books. Right. <laughs> you know comic books. Yeah, well, and uh, how do you pronounce that? Comic books. Oh, oh, okay. And uh, with a Q. With a Q. So wait, okay. I want to. I, I want to know what was your first sort of introduction as a kid into nerd, quote unquote, into yeah, into nerd culture. What was that right. thing that like either you looked at and you thought, wow, this is really cool, and then you kind of hand over mouth thought, oh, I, I'm not, I'm not allowed to think this is cool. Mine wasn't until a lot later. It wasn't until oh. middle school. Um, fortunately, I had a lot of <laughs> accepting people in my life, I guess. Because, I mean, I grew up and I remember my first... Which is I mean, so popular. I was just so... I was ripped. I was, a, I was an athlete. Jordan! Just everyone cheering. <laughs> when I was in second grade in the Olympics, um, I was very popular. Jordan Phelps, ladies and gentlemen. 
<laughs> is he popular? He was a nerd. He was a total he nerd. Look at him. Have you seen Michael Phelps? Look at his face. God, he was a nerd. <laughs> a, I like the uh, you know the he was segue a loser. Into, did you, look at him. <laughs> Look at him. It just becomes an episode where we roast Michael Phelps. <laughs> was Michael Phelps nerdier? God, he's kid? the worst. He's the worst nerd. Bring me another pills nerd. He's terrible. Um, I, th- I remember my first uh, kind of social interaction was something that could be considered nerdy was talking. It was like right when the Nintendo 64 came out. <gasps> And you got shamed for that? No, I didn't. No, there's no oh, shame. Oh, That's okay. the thing. It was elementary <laughs> school, and it was like praise, and it was oh. in, it was some kid in my second quarterback, gr- second grade class, <laughs> the second grade quarterback, the second grade quarterback. <laughs> he was a Chip. prodigy. It was Chip, Chip Robinson, <laughs> the third, and uh, <laughs> just slaying it on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing that Nerf football <laughs> feats, <laughs> just so many feats, and uh, he's feet. He's doing plenty of feats on the field. Three foot chip. <laughs> Shut up, nerds! <laughs> Let's play football. But it's I remember for nothing. One kid in our in my second grade class got a Nintendo sixty four. Oh damn! And we were all talking about because uh, it, was, it was the day and age where you would go to Blockbuster Video oh. and they would have the sixty four set up and you would play Super Mario sixty four. What and was your, your brain exploded? Because what was, it was amazing. the first game you got with your N sixty four? Um, the first one I owned was Super Mario sixty four. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you went, you went. Straight but the first up one classic. I didn't have, I didn't own a game for like a week. Until my parents like took pity on me. Like, he just bought a game system. Doesn't have any games. <laughs> okay. Okay. I so, want. So I, I want. Wait, wait. I want you to be completely honest with me and our audience right now. Yeah. Within the week that you owned your N sixty four and the controller. Yeah. How much did you pretend that you were playing a game? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I I I don't have a memory, but I know that happened. I guarantee. I sat there looking at a blank screen. You turned it on without a game in it, <laughs> trying various things inside of like the cartridge slot. Maybe this. Maybe, maybe this slice of Wonder Bread will let me play. I a like game. that. My brain was thinking slice of something, and you immediately went there too. This what else would fit into that that slot? Oh a man, house slipper! I, I do. <laughs> um, yeah, I do remember we we went and got. Uh, it was a it was an evening, and I went to Walmart. Seventy two degrees. I bought my Nintendo sixty four, and this was in the third grade. This is after the conversation I had with with uh, Chip Robinson Chip. the third, and uh, I, I we brought it back home and we rented a video game. We rented mm. Cruising USA. Oh, I remember. So wait, you didn't own a game yet. You went out and rented a I game. I rented a game because I had I had saved money for like a year or more. <laughs> Probably. I, I saved money for like three years. Yeah, because God forbid that Mario 64 will be available at your play, your rental place of choice. There's no, no I, way. No. And also, I was surprised and my parents were surprised that it didn't come with a game. Because the last game system I owned uh. was a SNES. And it came with Super Mario World. Right. And so I went and they're like, you finally have enough. Let's go get the system. Yep. And then we went and bought it. And it was like, it. there's no games. There's 60 more dollars? No games? Six zero. And back more. then it was 50. It wasn't It wasn't six till the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> Only $50. They're not as, they're not as greedy as we they were are truly now. blessed in that day and we age. We were hashtag blessed <laughs> with $50 <laughs> games in oh, the 90s. Those, those sweet, sweet, cheap cartridges. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. My Meadow said, no, it's fine. We don't need money. 
just $50 <laughs> is great. Yep. So came back, uh, play some sweet cruising USA <laughs> for four to five days until I had to return it. And then just sit. Mom, just renew it online, which isn't a thing yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, that was my first. Uh, that was the first system wow. I bought with my own with my own money. But I wasn't. I was never shamed for that. That was something that everyone just. just it was widely accepted in this <sighs> new day and age. This new culture where. Wow. Man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna ask you another question. However, I know I didn't get back to. So the first time I was shamed. Oh, okay. That's that's actually my question. I was gonna ask. The you first about time that. I was shamed was Ooh. when I was in the sixth grade, and you had to do. We had to do like too book, good looking. Which I was so handsome, <laughs> just overtly Look handsome. At that, ner- that nerd. Look at just oh offensively good looking. Just the bone structure was savagely sharp and. So Look handsome. Look at that male model nerd. Oh, my gosh. Chip, are you okay, bro? Shh, 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 Baby bird, shh, shh, throw your, throw your ball. Go out and throw your, <laughs> throw, throw your, your nerf. ball. Throw your, throw your nerf, nerf ball. for nothing. <laughs> I, uh, we, I was in an English class, and we had to pick out a series of books, and we could pick anything as long as it was, like, a chapter book, and it was in, like, a, uh, it had to be in a succession of, like, a storyline. So you could pick what you wanted. And I picked uh, these Star Wars books from the expanded universe. Okay. And so I picked them. And then we had to do like book reports on them. And so we had to present them to the class. And then it was the first time I remember we were, we were carpooling home and I made fun of someone in the, in the car for, for something else. And there's like, okay, Star Wars up in the front seat. And there was like the whole, Oh, the whole like Holy the whole God. minivan exploded no, in shame no. and i just sunk down in my seat no <laughs> and that was my first shameful moment when i realized wow. i have to hide this you have to hide your brilliance i have to hide who i am you have to put that lamp under a bowl i can't talk about midichlorians at lunch anymore <laughs> they can't know yeah it was bad so that was the, that was the first time i was 12 what <laughs> When was second, your first time? Second time I was told was when I was 24. <laughs> when uh, was your first time? <laughs> it was dark. <laughs> uh, it was in a bathroom in Texas. <laughs> I was awake. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, man. I feel like my my intro into nerd culture was, was well before my sort of <laughs> my sort of recall into like remembrance. I think yeah, I've just yeah. always been drawn to that kind of stuff, even before knowing it was counterculture. Okay. Like nowadays it's accepted and it's like, oh, look at that guy. He knows his he knows his stuff. Right. But like for me, when I was a kid, it started so early. And I remember my dad, my dad bought me a Superman comic. It was a comic book. We were at the grocery store. And I don't remember anything else about that. It was before I was in elementary school. And I remember seeing it and thinking like, I, I want this. I want this comic book. I don't know why, but I want it. And he bought it for me. And I went home. And for those of you who read comic books, you know that they come in installments. It's episode one, episode two. And they, they're like 12 pages. They're not long. Oh, they're not. They're not long Remember I just told you I read it on a bus ride home and I was disappointed right. that I don't know the ending Exactly. Now. And and the, the point of that is because 
you get to the end of this 12, 13, 14 page comic book and you want to buy the next comic book. And then you buy the next comic book. And then before you know it, you've got a basement full of comic books Mm -hmm. because you want to know the single storyline. In the basement that you live with your parents when you're 26. Correct. And you should have moved out a decade ago. Hundo P. Right. And so I remember buying this, my my dad buying me this one comic book. It 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 was a story of Superman. And I think it was like episode four or five i didn't know how comic books worked back then i don't know how comic books work how do now. numbers work what I don't is know that the they first number now because you'll have like variations and variants of covers and blah 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 but i remember reading it and not understanding a lick of it like mm-hmm. reading the beginning because it was like the fourth iteration in a, like a 25 episode so you're run. in the middle of a story right <laughs> but i remember being obsessed with the way superman looked I remember being oh, yeah, obsessed too. with with the things that he could do. Oh yeah, I me re- too. <laughs> I remember being with those big muscles. <laughs> Think of how I could throw a football. The, the nerf or nothing <laughs> in his lifetime. But but seeing how he was drawn and seeing the the way that the letters were written onto the page. I remember reading all of the credits on the first page of the comic book, not knowing who any of these people were. I remember seeing all the ads, like you mentioned at the back about magic tricks, about Uh how to make string disappear. And then like, Crazy things you can do with a glass of water. Just the and nerdiest ads. It was too. In, they were insane. Yeah, and, and they were super cheap. But the, I'm sure that they in, in, entrapped the hearts. It was of... either magic tricks or it was like swords. <laughs> it was it was just weapons or the nerdiest little hobby. It was one or the other. But you want to kill a man and then make him disappear. <laughs> uh, but I remember that in particular being the very very first foray into. I guess what we now call nerd culture. I mean, there's no way back then we would have called it nerd culture. No. Because you fast forward for for Tiny Felix into elementary school and a middle school and and being obs- still being obsessed with comic books, still being obsessed with superhero culture and all of those things. And when being confronted with those things by the quote-unquote popular folks, I wouldn't call it nerd culture. I'd just say, uh, no, I'm just, I like I like to draw, and that's it. <laughs> I would always mask it. Yeah. I would never say, like, oh, no, it's it's just, like, this really nerdy thing that I'm really into. But now, now, like you say, yeah, it's this nerdy thing I'm really into, and it's, it's like, acceptable to be nerdy about stuff. But back right. then, like, no, no, you didn't, you didn't show your cards at all. There's, yeah. There's no way. And Anything I that I was counterculture... It was very counterculture looked down upon. Is a it wasn't like something description of it, yeah, because it was such a small core group of us. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember Wizard Magazine? I don't know this. You don't remember this? Okay, so Wizard Magazine was like this magazine that encapsulated uh, comics and cards and games and all the things that were sort of nerd culture esque, and it was the magazine for nerds. For the record, I think you were a way bigger nerd than I was. That's okay. I don't, I don't want. I don't say that with any disdain. You know what? I, I would just. That. I just. You absolutely should wear that with a badge of honor. I wear that with a badge of honor. You should. At the at the at the beginning pages of every Wizard magazine, hit it. I kid you not. There was this like fake sort of uh, casting. Uh, call or presentation whatever you want to call it of what the latest iteration of comic comic books would be 
if they were made movies. Every oh my god! Every issue of Wizard. So it was imagine like, a world where comic books are movies, right? Okay, so <laughs> you you joke you joke about that statement yeah. about about that about like oh my gosh, what if X Men were this huge franchise? <laughs> what if the Avengers were movies? Oh. So here's the crazy thing about it. This is the thing I I remember the most about it was they would always come back and circle back to. X-Men because it was the most popular comic at the time. Yeah. And every single time they would list it, uh Xavier, Charles Xavier was always listed as Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. It was always Patrick Stewart. Sir it, Patrick Stewart, let's have some respect. Sorry. Uh, if you're listening, Sir Patrick Stewart, I apologize. <laughs> but the thing is like every every time it would circle back around a few months later in circulation, it would it, like Cyclops would always be different. Rogue would always be different. Wolverine would always be different. But John Luke Picard, Patrick Stewart <laughs> would always be Professor X. He's he's. There's no one he better. He was perfect there's no for one better. it. But see, that's the thing is like as as a kid seeing that, thinking like, man, how cool would it be if we lived in a world where all of these comic books that we love to read. <laughs> War actual movies. Unbelievable. It, it'll never happen, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember fast forwarding to when I was in like middle school, early high school, even late high school. And then when we started to get more superhero movies. And then I remember thinking like, these are real bad. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are kind of terrible. I don't I don't know if you remember your first like superhero movie. I, I do remember the first X Men movie coming out. Oh, the, in the one with with, uh, with Patrick with Sir Stewart. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> so I'm, and I'm, uh, the come, one with come Sir on, man. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the he one was with n- Gentleman Patrick. The Queen <laughs> dubbed him the Queen. She's barely alive now. So Freddie Mercury put a sword <laughs> on his shoulder. Exactly. The queen. <laughs> Could you imagine if he was like... <laughs> oh, no. Just so many Radio people. Radio Gaga. <laughs> Radio Goo <I> just... <laughs> This is the most offensive podcast no. ever. Oh, man. It's so true. Sorry, James McAvoy. You're okay. Um, to be fair, I just Googled Xavier actor and Patrick Stewart is listed above James McAvoy. Well, so, yeah. I mean... Well, Why? Because yeah. I mean, look at them. Look Capital at them. H undo P. Because I, I love James McAvoy. He's he's amazing for a, for a hundred and one reasons. I will take him in any single role. He's great. He's great. And Except the fact for that he was <laughs> that he was slighted some sort of an award for for split. He was brilliant. Oh he should gosh. have received all of those re- all of those awards. But okay, I, I digress. <laughs> Patrick Stewart. As Xavier, come on. So did you take these speculations, these wild speculations from these comic books and you start conversations in elementary school and you're like, so uh, <laughs> so like say, I don't know, like what if they made an X-Men like movie? Oh, all the time. So honestly, I don't, I don't remember what the actual castings may have been. I do remember those though, now that you said them. Any of those people probably, if, if they the movies that come out at that point, could have been any of those characters. Thank God that those movies didn't come out then. Right? Could you imagine what those movies would have looked like if they had come out? I mean, in the early nineties, go 90s? back and look at two thousands X Men. It's not much better. It's not. However, Which, at the time, 
like I remember I, I didn't even see it. My dad and my sister saw it and they came home. They're like, that was actually a pretty good cinematic experience. Wait, you didn't go with them to go see X-Men? Uh, I was like doing something also. <laughs> we're playing with you. Also, I was like 11. Okay. <laughs> it was a book. Were you aware of X-Men at that point? Yes. Okay, but I watched you didn't the cartoon. Yeah. No, no. I knew all about X Men. I knew all about Yellow Spandex. But I didn't. But you didn't go? I remember, I literally remember I was doing something and they went and they were trying to kill time. What were you doing as an 11 year old? Anything and everything. Thrown in their football. I don't know what you I was doing. You were blank checking it what up. What were you doing in 2000 in October? <laughs> I was seeing X-Men. <laughs> Every day. Every day. In the day. year 2000. I survived Y2K. <laughs> I deserve this. I'm alive. Let's I earned this. go see X-Men. <laughs> Hugh Jackman who? Let's go. <laughs> which, which, speaking of Hugh Jackman, unpopular opinion I don't think he's a good Wolverine. Who would you have that's better? Someone shorter. <laughs> yeah, because he's like four foot nothing yeah. in actuality. Wolverine in the comics and in the cartoons. He's a is square. so tiny. He's a and cube Hugh of Jackman a man. is this perfect specimen of a seven foot <laughs> individual. <laughs> which, don't get me wrong. Hugh Jackman's an amazing actor. He's also an amazingly good looking actor, which he's, Wolverine should not be. Right. Hugh Jackman's great, which, Hugh, if you're listening, if you want to come on the podcast, hit us up at IDWGUPod <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, but as Wolverine, I'm sorry, bro. I, I'm not I think, a fan. I think he's got the persona. I think he's got the acting chops for it. I don't think he's got the body or the... He's too much charisma. Huge fans. But as Wolverine, I'm sorry. Pass. And we had so many iterations of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Oh, that's the thing. So is, many. There's not an actor out there. That has that build and persona. No. Peter Dinklage, put him in the gym. <laughs> put him in like the hyperbolic chamber that the Super Saiyans go into and they train it like 100 times gravity. Right. Where he trains for a year. But it's actually like a day in We've Earth time. so many people. Everyone who's in a nerddom, who's just like, oh, they're oh, on nerddom board. episode? They're on yeah, board. Yeah, I'm here board. for this. This is great. The most popular American anime? Yeah, this, they're on board. This is the episode that weeds out the people who are on the <laughs> fence. <laughs> so many people left and you know what good riddance this episode's not for you <laughs> it's, it's not, not for you it's not for you <laughs> i love that that's the statement of 2019 <laughs> if people don't like something it's uh, not for it's you. great so yeah as i don't know as kids i feel like nerd culture was was rough because you just got you got joked incessantly about about those things, I okay. This is a safe place, right? I, we'll see, depending on what you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I had superhero. Oh no, bed sheets. Okay, what? What? How old were you? If this is double digits, 34. we're gonna have four. Okay, well, well, all right. <laughs> right now, right now, my wife is asleep. On She's sleeping on Deadpool their, bed sheets. They're half sewn together. So on my side, <laughs> they're Sailor Moon. On my side, it's one half of Two Face's face. On the other side, it's the other half. Of Two I like that you went Two Face and I went Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Making all my moonlight. It's oh my gosh. 
<laughs> How much tsunami did you I watch? I need you to get on board right now, Jordan. <laughs> I need you to. Sailor Moon was my sister's jam. It was not mine. Uh, yeah, my, my uh, right. My, my How many jam. sisters do you have? Uh, yeah. How many do you have? The same number as you. <laughs> Saving you is our daylight. <laughs> I remember there was a family trip we went on and uh, my sister printed out on 8x11 paper Sailor Moon. Uh, eight and a half by 11. Sorry, ours is a special printer and we, we printed, we could only, it was very expensive, only 8x11. That extra half inch. Look, man, it was just Earth Day. We're trying to save those extra it half was, inch. It was rough times, man. <laughs> she printed out Sailor Moon lore to read. In the car while we travel to Michigan to visit family. <laughs> She's older than you? She's older than me. We need to have a conversation. <laughs> Les- <laughs> Leslie, if you're listening, uh, you can DM us it at sounds, IDWG. It sounds like we're making fun of you, but this no. but this conversation, no, 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 it just no, no, isn't no. for us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just isn't for me. It's clearly for Felix. <laughs> So I had superhero bed sheets. You did. I had you did. the matching set of Ninja Turtles bed sheets and curtains. Oh my. <sighs> Do the curtains match? Oh, they match the drapes, the drapes? baby girl. <laughs> the, the the drapes matched all the way. And I remember, I remember the first night my mom put them on the bed and on the on the curtains. I remember looking at my room thinking like I've made it. <laughs> this made is it. it. Yep. And I remember brushing my teeth. The only other time then, when I'm gonna have this feelings when we have a sponsor on my own podcast. <laughs> when I, I ask people, when I have a son. <laughs> no. Oh no. <laughs> Even better. When I ask people to go visit pophowsshop.net <laughs> to go support wildlife conservation. Here's the thing though about my Ninja Turtle bed sheets. I remember getting into my pajamas, which were basketball shorts and a t-shirt, and I climbed into my bed. <laughs> And my mom said goodnight, kissed me on the forehead, and turned the lights off and walked out. And I'm lying in the dark, and it's completely quiet. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the most uncomfortable set of bed sheets I've ever laid in. <laughs> What's the third count? Seven. It was like sand on my tiny body. It was so uncomfortable. Oh, I hate sand. It was so it's uncomfortable. <laughs> and rough. And you know what? Damn it, it gets everywhere. But you know what? It was so <laughs> uncomfortable. But I remember like being able to like see Raphael and Leonardo and Donatello in like the dark because of the street light out of my out it's of like my you're, bedroom. You're light. sleeping with your reptile yeah, friends. And I thought, you know what? I am a hero in a half shell. <laughs> and I'm going to suck it up and I'm gonna sleep in these uncomfortable bed sheets. And then he exhaled turtle power. Yeah. And then he, he fell asleep. And I said, I made another funny. And then I break danced <laughs> in my bed. Perfect. For those of you who get that reference, kudos. So yeah, I <laughs> I had the superhero bed sheets. I, I, I read through the wizard magazines and, and just wished, I wished that at some point Patrick Stewart would play Charles Xavier. And you know what? I got my wish. <sighs> wow. Okay. I, I wanna I wanna real quick before we we jump into the Twitter poll, I wanna talk about one of the nerdiest moments of my life where I remember looking out <clears throat> at a sea of people thinking, 
there's no recovering from this. Uh oh. Do you have any moments like that? No. <clears throat> Particularly within nerd culture. After I was publicly shamed in front of six of my friends in, in a minivan <laughs> in sixth grade, I hid that part you of were me. Done. You started working out <laughs> for another deck. I got so jacked. I got Hugh Jackman. Okay. Uh, okay. I was in the running for Wolverine. It was crazy. <laughs> and then Hugh. Hugh was. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Hugh Jackman and Peter Dinklage came up and publicly shamed me. Okay, so in my history class in ninth grade, my history teacher- The worst year, by the way. The freshman year, worst. get out of here. You're trying to make a name for yourself. Oh, no, it's a new school, new building. You're trying to You're just prove your yourself as someone who knows mm-hmm. what he or she is doing. Oh, no. I did not set that precedent Absolutely off not. that. So my history teacher said, okay, next week, our- reports that we have to give in front of the class are due. And it was, again, it was a history teacher. I don't remember the context. I think it had something to do with King Louis. I don't remember. But he said, any sort of delivery you want to give, it's open form. Anything you want to give. You can you can stand up front and read an essay. You could beat poetry it. You could interpretive dance it, oh, whatever. God. So another kid in the class, I remember, came up to me and said, Hey, Felix, do you want to do this report together? And I thought, let's do it. Because he played guitar and I played guitar. And I was a huge guitar nerd at that time. So I went to his house and we were messing around with the guitar and we were looking up all the the notes we had taken. And I said, you know, it would be cool. What if we took Smells Like Teen Spirit, the Nirvana song, replaced all the lyrics with facts about King Louis, and he said, "I don't, I don't know if that'd be cool." And I said, <laughs> "Let's do it." What year is this? This is uh, ninety-nine. Okay, good. So, good. I- <laughs> okay. okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, good. Oh boy. So I went home and wrote all the lyrics about about King Louis. We didn't have a drummer. We didn't have a bass player. Are you playing acoustic guitars? He played an acoustic guitar and I played an electric guitar. Sure you did. So I brought my amp and my guitar to class. He bought his acoustic guitar. Was it like a little, was it one of those little amps that you, it was a tiny, it was a tiny, no, it wasn't, it wasn't an amp (laughs) can. It wasn't like a belt. And no, it was, it was a, it was a decent sized amp, but there was nothing else backing it. So I set the amp behind me. He had his acoustic guitar. And then the teacher already Mr. already a humiliating setting, <laughs> just the worst so, image. And I said, "This is a song about King Louis." <laughs> and so Fred, his Do name, you remember his the name lyrics, was Felix, I don't. I don't remember Felix, the lyrics. Felix. I, if I remember the lyrics, <laughs> I would hundo. You, you owe me this. I would hundo Percy T. Sing those lyrics right now. <laughs> uh, I I wish I did. I I'm, I'm like racking my brain right now. But I'm, I remember. Okay, so I remember standing in front of this this class of thirty some kids, and and here here was Fred's only line. That was his only job was to play those two stupid notes, dumb notes with the verse. 
Louis I remember the lyric. I wish I did. And so here's what happened. Here's what happened. The first four seconds of the song, Fred was so embarrassed, he turned around. He turned around. Did he play? Oh, yeah. He only played was... That's all right. he had he to do. He played the two notes. That's all he had to do. But he kept... At least he played. He didn't yeah. just like... And he turned around. And oh, here I am no. facing my entire class of peers singing and playing those four chords and singing song lyrics about King Louie. And I got done. And of course, like the pre-chorus, hello, 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 hello. It's so long. Bonjour, 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 bonjour. If you're king and you I, I don't know. I don't remember the lyric. I really don't. I wish I did. But I just oh, remember no. thinking like, how many verses did I write? <laughs> how many verses did I write for this stupid song? Oh, and it was gosh. like this this culmination and amalgamation of my love and nerdism for music. And at the time, not disappointing my parents through schoolwork, aka history, like those two worlds colliding. You're like, Finally. This is my time to <laughs> this shine. This is it. This is it. And crickets. <laughs> Absolute crickets. No. And then I, I got done with the song, Fred not making eye contact with me, and then my teacher. Oh, the single clap. Okay, okay thank you. The who's single uh, clap. Who's next? Always worse than no <laughs> clap. There's the one person <laughs> clapping in the crowd. No. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand, comprehend what part of me was like, this, Felix, is a good idea. It's, it means we're 14. <laughs> that's what that means. Why? Why? Like, that's, that's a scene in a movie where freaking Jason, is it Bigelow? Who's the dude from all the American Pie movies? Yeah, Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs, who's like, here we go. <laughs> this is it. Are you ready, Fred? Two, three, four. And everyone's like, why are we here? What is happening? So I, I just... Wait, I, what did everyone else do in the class? Nothing. What? Oh, man. I feel like I could live in this era because the amount of shame and yet pride that I lived in also, in, late 90s, early 2000s is just a humiliating time for it a culture. It is, and it didn't help that the movies of the era built up the jocks and downplayed the nerds so much. Even though at the end of all those movies, the nerds always won, they were always counterculture to the jocks. You just described always. verbatim the screenplay, Revenge of the Nerds. That's but that, what you just but literally every movie. <laughs> I know. Can't hardly wait. Yeah. Breakfast Club. It's all about. Like, all of it. Yeah. All of it was about like, They're okay. Like, <laughs> good thing that's only fiction. Right. Get back in your locker. Every, every one of those movies was like, yeah, okay. These movies are for you guys. Yeah, the nerds. But secretly, we're still not accepted. Because I'm sure it was the nerds that were making the movies. <laughs> John Hughes, huge nerd. Huge nerd. <laughs> huge nerd. <laughs> John, huge nerd.
gosh, just it's just it was a weird time to be obsessed with stuff that wasn't throwing a football, hitting a baseball. And you know what? There's absolutely nothing against those things. But at that time, if you weren't doing those things, you were you you were pond scum. Like well, you were it, it underneath wasn't until all of those these things. these counterculture activities came about. Yeah. And then they were they were shunned until the rise of the internet, until mm-hmm. they were normalized again. Right. Until you realize, oh, nothing's really weird now. Oh, my gosh. And we are going to get into that. But before we do, you, Jordan, issued a Twitter poll. I did. I let's, did do that. Uh, let's delve. See, this week I asked you a simple question, guys. I asked you, just how nerdy were you when you were growing up? I need you to specify your nerdacity for me. <laughs> so I gave you a little spectrum like we like to do. And we started it with the least nerdiest of nerds with Luke Skywalk who? And thankfully, no one voted. Zero votes for Luke Skywalk That's who. a first. It is. So all you guys give me shit in that minivan for being a Star <laughs> Wars nerd? Guess yeah. what? A hundred percent of people know yeah. who Luke Skywalker you is. You guys need to start listening to the podcast. I like because I'm I'm yelling at people who aren't listening. <laughs> You're I'm clearly in the majority. You freaking non nerds, non nerd jocks. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the second one we have up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start <laughs> with the Konami code. So this is this is kind of like the the entry level nerds, right? These are the ones who are. Sure. You know, you're jumping into video games. Now, the reason, like, uh, some of you may be hearing this and thinking, like, that's not entry level, but so many of you cheated at video games. <laughs> we're saying we're saying cheat codes in general. If you're if yeah. you're playing a video game, you were and it was too hard. You weren't one of the people who were just like, this is hard. I'm gonna go. Mm. I'm gonna go shoot some hoops. Mm-hmm. But you were like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna figure out how to beat this. Right. I want to figure out how to get to the end so I can tell people that I've gotten to the right. end. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna find the code that gives me all the extra lives I need. You're not satisfied with <laughs> what the code says. You want the secret codes. Konami, help me out, baby. And I respect you for that. And you know what? That was actually the majority. Sixty-seven percent. Was that was that initial entry level nerddom, and I I respect that, but they they're guys. not the hardcore. See the next level we had. I built a flux capacitor. Now I like this one. It's not only a Back to the Future reference, which I which I love with so much of my heart. So good. But it's also the people who would you know it's the model creators. It's the people who would break down if they had the internet in that day. They would go and like look up schematics mm-hmm. and blueprints mm-hmm. and 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 just build things with their hands. They would be the ones who would who would create the D and D characters and they would paint the models. Oh, they were the ones who were painting Warhammer. Models. Oh, War! There it is. Mm-hmm. There they are. Eleven percent of the of the voters. Oh. Pick this one, and you know what? If you voted for that, uh, <clears throat> I'm I'm there with you. I didn't vote for that. But <laughs> I, I I wanted to build a flux capacitor. However, the final and the most nerdy of the nerds here was the I have a D20 in my pocket right now. Ooh, not just happy to see you. No, that's a that's a whole twenty sided die, All my right. friend. Which and that, one did that, you vote for? That was twenty two percent. That was that was second place, right behind up, up, down, and left. Right behind the Konami code. <laughs> I I picked the Konami code. You picked Konami code because I, I I enjoyed 
things. I knew what a flex capacitor was, but uh -huh. I wasn't going to be going in and, and welding things in a workshop somewhere. Uh -huh. I just didn't. I liked movies. I liked video games, uh -huh. but it wasn't that in depth in it quite yet. Where were you? I DM'd D and D campaign. God, you freaking. <laughs> No, I respect that. I, I still haven't played a D and D campaign. I know. Well, you and I have been talking about it We've, for a while for to the point where, like, I created a game that we played as an entry level <sighs> into D and D. Uh, I mean, you you even... created a game you, which has had several iterations. I'll say. <sighs> so yeah, I'd say you you definitely yeah should vote for the highest level of nerd. There was a point, I kid you not, where uh taking my children to childcare, whether it's my parents' house or my wife's parents' house, whatever, where in their cup holders in their in their car seats was always a D twenty. Oh, and no. one of them would always get really upset if the D twenty was not in the oh, no. in the cup holder. I also appreciate the fact that we're in a poll and there's there's few things nerds love more than proving their level <laughs> of nerd awesomeness. Okay. But uh, okay, so we're we're gonna fast forward a little bit into adulthood. But I I, I also while I pride myself in the amount of nerdism that I have submerged myself into, I also have to equally pride myself into the amount of culture acceptable whatever you want to call it zeitgeist worthy things that i also not just try and inject myself into because i want to be accepted but because i also equally like those things like skateboarding hip-hop like a lot of those things back then were things that you did because your friends did them right sure so sports, unfortunately, were was not one of those things that a lot of my friends were into that I just I just never got into. I right. just never did. I did it because a lot of my friends got into it. But they also like '90s hip hop. Huge fan of '90s hip hop. Skateboarding and I guess back then rollerblading. Big fan of those things. I got into those things to the point where like I can still do a lot of those things now. And that brings up an interesting conversation about how do we start doing anything. Right. Because I mean, I was a younger I was a younger sibling, and so a lot of my musical tastes, mm. a lot of my uh, general cultural tastes when it comes to anything was based upon my older sister. Now you were an older you were the eldest sibling. I was. And so you were setting a lot of those standards. Right. Uh, for your younger siblings, right. so you were basing those, I'm sure, on on your peers. School was a huge part of that, right. and it's so funny because, like, there there are kids who who are in elementary, middle, early high school who let a lot of the sort of influences and persuasions of their peers really push them into what it is they like. Right. And yeah, that that was me because you're a kid. Like, you what do you know? You don't want to be on the outside of what everyone likes. Like, who wants to be on the outskirts? Right. The but pariah. There, right. But there's there was still a part of me that was on those outskirts that was okay with it because a majority of the things that I enjoyed existed in in that perimeter, but not not to the point where I wanted to 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 live out there solely i didn't i didn't want to be out there it wasn't worth it it wasn't it right. wasn't worth it to be out there all by my lonesome with me and my two or three friends and be like 
this is where we stake our claim. Yay. I, I just, I, I knew the the day-to-day that I had to deal with. God, you're at school five days a week for nine out of the 12 months, right. you know, I guess vacations, whatever. But what you're at school more than you're not. And you're seeing the same people every day. Like, I, I guess part of me knew I had to play the game a little bit. Sure. I had to play the game a little bit. And fortunately, like, I was actually fairly decent at some of those things. I wasn't last pick at kickball. I wasn't last pick when it came to athletics. I was fairly athletic. But when I came home, I was reading comic books. I was writing D&D campaigns. Like, okay, that was who I was. Did that do you think that affected your personality at all? Oh yeah, I think it did. Like having to balance that? I think so. I think when I got into early high school, a lot of the aim for for people was finding that sort of like uh, who who am I going to date? I I remember thinking early on like 8th, ninth grade thinking you guys are just going to break up in 4 months. Why are you even putting yourselves through this? And I, you know, that may have been a detriment to me and my social development. I, I have no idea. Uh, you also I, bounced around a lot with schools. This is also very true. This is also very true. Sure. I was at, at elementary, middle, and high school for two years for each of those. So that that may have played a big role in mm-hmm. it. Um, but I remember th- looking around thinking like, you guys are placing so much weight and value into these relationships. And I, I don't want to sit here and claim that that was like this weird maturity that I had instilled in me. But I remember thinking- You were so seasoned. Yeah, but I remember thinking as as a young <laughs> kid how ridiculous this was. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to sit here on a high horse and say, A, that's ridiculous. And then B, I'm going to write my own version of The Minds of Fandelver because- <laughs> That's ridiculous wow. too. Because that's ridiculous too. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. I was just investing in a more in, in a different type of ridiculousness. Right. I guess. It's those spawn comics, man. They just teach you so much about Me romance. Me and Todd McFarlane <laughs> had a special bond. <laughs> So that was nerd culture when we were growing up and publicly shamed in various different ways. <laughs> so much public. Nowadays, it's not quite as harsh, at least not for us because we're adults. Now, that's a good way to start, though, mm. is is it not as difficult now because we're grown men and we know who we are? And you know what? Damn it. We don't we don't give a flying flip <laughs> about what people think about us. Yeah. Or is it just widely accepted? Yeah. The th- at least the things that used to be. Uh, part of nerd culture when we were growing up, those are, those things are accepted now. So I don't know. I th- I think it, yes to to your question. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, I think the fact that there are people now who nerd out about certain things, it's become so much more acceptable to mm-hmm. be to be a nerd about something. And it's and almost worse to not be accepting of things. Right. People get called out for that. Exactly. Exactly. And I think I don't know to that. To that point, you you look at people who like super nerd out over comic books or or beer or sports. Like you can be a sports nerd now, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, that's okay. Um, where whereas when we were kids, if you if it wasn't if it wasn't like 
I don't know what it I guess in Kentucky it's basketball. Oh, absolutely. Right? If if in middle school, if you were outside of the I enjoy basketball circle of trust, <laughs> were you were you ridiculed? Not ridiculed, but that was not something that you it, it's just like now. Like if someone starts a conversation about you know, the the roster in whatever team you're talking about. Or if I start a conversation about, you know, Avengers Endgame coming out this weekend and <gasps> someone who's never seen, you know, like your wife who's never who's seen five percent of the Marvel films. That I, that might be an accurate number. It might be lower. It might, <laughs> it might be, be lower. lower <laughs> I don't know how percentages work. Like that that seems super nerdy. If I'm start quoting, she's just like, I have no idea what you're mm. talking about. It, it's more, but it's just about like that distance between what do people know and what do people not know, and what is what is culturally acceptable. That it's like you should know that. Yeah. You should yeah. know that. And then there's also a degree of like you know way too much about that. Right. And right. you, like you should you it's cool that you like Star Wars. That's like culturally acceptable now. But the fact that, you know, that many planets <laughs> and their names in the Star, what is wrong with you? Right. Like That's a little weird that you spend that much time. I know a lot of planets, by the way. Oh, so many. no, no, <laughs> I'm not going to publicly Pluto. shame myself. <laughs> yes or no? No, no. <laughs> You're in the no camp. I'm in the yes camp. You're in the yes camp? I think yes. Based on what? I'm an underdog. Based on, oh, your feelings? <laughs> your feelings? You know who doesn't care about your feelings? Facts and Pluto science. Pluto doesn't care about my feelings. No. No. We're recording live on Pluto, <laughs> a non-planet. Non For those planet. of you in the know. <laughs> it's a large terrestrial body. It is not a planet. Hasn't it gone back and forth as a yes and no? Like, no. didn't it? It was a yes and then a no, or no and then a yes and then a think no. So. I think it was. A, I would think it was a solid yes and then it was a clear cut solid. It's a no. Katy Perry song, is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, hot, hot in your cold. cold. Except Pluto's yeah. just always yeah. cold. It's a no and you're no. You're cold and they're cold. You're Pluto. I'm old and I don't care about you if you're a planet. <laughs> Perry says Pluto is an always cold and always no planet. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no. never accepting as a planet is Katy Perry on Pluto. Yeah, I think it's so funny that people get like all up in arms about like, yeah, I'm I'm offended. I'm a Pluto. You know how long Pluto's been with us? I grew up with Pluto. Okay, so okay, you you, you brought up the word offended, which is which is an amazing amazing word into our now zeitgeist of nerd culture true because it's funny because you can describe nerd culture about anything right now right when we were kids nerd, nerd culture, culture now is just being passionate about anything right you could be a nerd i think that's about the point anything. you're trying to get is that you can be a nerd about sports you can be a nerd about the manliest thing out there exactly you can be a nerd about the military right which which folds right right back and very very neatly into the ex acceptance of things sure because if someone's a nerd about underwater basket weaving and if you're not accepting of that mm -hmm. you are the douchebag it's right. like right. wait what no jordan jordan clearly loves wicker like he <laughs> <laughs> he he is he's passionate about the way it's formed, about the way it makes you feel on a summer day, which is uncomfortable, the way that it houses that cushion. He grew up on a wicker farm. Off. 
His family <laughs> has lived generations on a wicker farm. Some random dude killed his dog, John Wicker. Uh, but that's a stretch. The thing. A bit that, of a stretch. <laughs> but that's the thing. Is like, yeah, you can be a nerd about the most random things, like browsing the internet, browsing Reddit and Imgur and and Twitter, and finding people who are both passionate and amazing at crocheting and knitting like there's no way that i would have ever been introduced into that culture let alone be in introduced to a circle that's accepting into that are you really into crocheting and knitting i want to <laughs> looking back now the years back when i wasn't into it but nowadays thanks to reddit and imager i've made Jordan... my passion so if you visit our instagram at IDWGU pod, the potholders that I've made for Jordan with my own two hands. Oh, no. Uh, you know what I just thought of? That I think we should somehow like find someone who actually does those things. We should make potholders that have, that's like the infinity gauntlets oh, that have the stones knitted my, into it. We would make so much money that we could just quit this podcast. We could just, that's what we do now. Yeah. We would just rerun episodes. Infinity oh. gauntlets. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been I Don't Want to Grow Up. Uh, and we're going to delete all the episodes the one by one. <laughs> I'm going to snap my fingers. And as I do, <laughs> half of the episodes will be gone. And then I'll snap again. And half oh of those episodes God. will be gone. So thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, if you listened, because they're... <laughs> Going this to is have it. This is the end. An actual. We're half done. One. We are in the end game. <laughs> <laughs> Infinity. Oh, I hate you oh my so gosh. much. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> oh my lord. As you disappear into a spool of thread. <laughs> Little cats playing with me. The ball of Mitter yarn. Parker. Oh no. 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 That's brilliant. She's just sitting there for a second and really just <laughs> soak We're that just going to stew in this in for 60 Nitty. seconds. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, but it's, so it's it's a... What were you talking about before I that? I was trying to We were talking about knitting. We were talking about... Uh, Being a nerd it, about You could stuff. nerd about anything online. Yeah. So the fact that, that right <laughs> now you can be a nerd about, about anything. Right. Like, Beer nerds, liquor nerds, like there, there are people who are, are just nerds. looking at things on this table and saying, "Phone <laughs> um, nerds, laptop nerds, microphone nerds, <laughs> uh, blue-eyed, blonde-haired nerds." Oh, I love those nerds. <laughs> those are the best nerds. Um, but, but it's you're right. I think it, it is accessible now because the because of the internet. The internet. Um, not not a childish game a reference. You can find that community anywhere no matter what you're looking for you can you know it's going to be a group of people where it's like oh you love this one random obscure thing that i like too let's talk about it it's normal mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 weird but i it does make me wonder like what are the things what are the things that people are shunned for in high school now I, I don't. I don't know. I know it and, still happens because there's still clicks. There's right. still the popular kids and the not popular. So kids. here's 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 my theory. This is my theory. Like right now, we have our our quote unquote culture nerds, sure. right? So the the things that are still culturally acceptable that are still layers layers below the things that were culturally acceptable when I was a kid, when you were kids, right? So as a as when I was a kid liking comic books 
No. No. No, Felix. No, don't do that. You'll never get a girlfriend if you like comic books. Nowadays, if you like comic books, that's completely fine because we've got a decade and a half worth of movies based off of said comic books. Right. Totally fine. Right. If you understand the root of those things and you can then have I'm just arguments. studying the source material. Exactly. <laughs> if you know those things. Right. But then like, you know, you have astronomy nerds. You have geology nerds. You have like the actual nerds who can make a difference in like our next two, five, 10, 20 years. <laughs> those those quote unquote nerds who like who actually like electrical engineering, who like those kinds of things because they're passionate about them. I think right now are probably the ones who are being shunned because they are so smart. They're so smart. Right. That it's, almost, it's taking things to that extreme that we talked about. Right. And it's a different level of extreme. that they, they like these things so much that they have completely disregarded social interactions with people because it doesn't it doesn't matter that much to them. Like to me, it was no, 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 no. I need to know the different iterations of Tony Stark's Mark Armors, right? To know what those things the various were. numbers, right? But that didn't like. Well, where has that gotten me? Right. Whereas, like an Elon Musk who reportedly read two books a day since he was a kid, like who 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 does that? <laughs> who does that? Nerds. Elon Musk. Yeah, he's Elon Musk. So that's it. That brings up another. That's another totally different issue of of what is not only socially acceptable, but then what is? Are you doing something because it 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 garners more community around you? Something that you can you can learn and it helps you connect with other people. Whether it's it's in a a fellow quote unquote nerdy community or or just with the layman, you know, something that if you're talking about. Iron Man, that's a very common conversation nowadays because of the MCU. Or are you doing something just because you have a genuine interest and you realize it's it's strange if someone knows that I'm studying about this deep, intense level of astronomy and black holes. But you all you might be that one person who comes up with the with the math that that's necessary to discover that first picture of the black hole, you know, <laughs> that we just found out last week. It's crazy that they're like that the level of nerd has exponentially increased today. The level of nerd. I love that. Like it's a like it's a distinguishable <laughs> number, like a unit. But that's the thing, is that it is. Yeah. It is. Like it was it's just like okay, the the, the best the best sort of analogy that I can liken it to is music. Okay. When 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 we were kids or even before that, when our parents were kids, it was like, you do you like rock? Do you like doo-wop? Do you like whatever like random- Those are the two. Yeah, that's, that's all you get. <laughs> do you like rock or do you like doo-wop? Like the, the four or five genres of music that we got back then, like that was it. That was yeah. it. But the splicing of the passion of those- let's call them four sure. uh, genres of music, became eight, then became 16. Exponentially. Became right. Yeah. And now Rude. we're in this, we're in this, this sort of plane where, yeah, when I was a kid, it may have been four, it may have been 10, whatever. And now it's so, it's so branched into this, like this exponential growth of nerdism, which is amazing. Yeah. 
I love it. It's I mean, fantastic. That, that's interesting for us. I've had this exact same conversation with my father, who's, I mean, it, it, coming from just a few years difference in age, you talk about generational difference. I mean, he, he we've had the same talk about, he's like, when I was growing up, we had like four types of music. Now, because of the internet, by and large, we have a near infinite number of genres of music and you will never run out. Back then, it's like, oh, you like one of the six bands that's on the radio? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, everyone does. And that's that's the, that's a big thing. I'm glad that you touched on that. The, the, the radio and those, those companies who were the gatekeepers. Oh, yeah. They were so, so much the, the uh, sort of swaying factor for what the general public learned and listened to and yep. absorbed. They dictated it. They did. And now the, those gatekeepers are gone. So much so that now we have social influencers, yeah. which is which is just a term that we have for, for everyone, anyone who just decides that they have a voice. Yeah. Suddenly I wake up one morning and say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have a voice. And then if just because a lot of other people agree that they can have one. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. They don't have to be accepted. They don't have a, they don't have to have a contract. They don't have to go to to Los Angeles to to pursue their dreams for a decade. No. They if you have a webcam and if you if you <laughs> sit in St. Louis and you just decide to have a a vlog about makeup, you can have hundreds of thousands if not millions of followers. And and you can have a huge following. I'm not I'm not I'm not shitting on that <laughs> at all. I'm just having using that as, as as an example because that can absolutely happen. And, and you can it, have and a it voice. Has. And, and it has. And it has. It's still astounding to me. Yeah. It's it's crazy. We can sit here in Virginia Beach and just have two microphones and we can have however many people listen to this episode listening for no reason. No one, no one should be forced to listen to this, but they do anyway. And you know what? We love you for it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Pophouse.com. Pop, Pophouseshop.net. <laughs> Support the WWF. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right. Um, so yeah, you're right. It, it's 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 absurd now, but it's it's also amazing, which is the best description of anything. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good summary of what nerddom looks like as adults. I think now that we we have the internet, we have we have favorite things, we have subgenres of those things and sub subgenres of those things that everyone can be nerds of and and it it's it, most things are widely accepted now unless you get into the the very fine minutia of those things and then it gets still gets a little dicey <laughs> when you if you're openly talking about those things but you know what we still love you if you're passionate about something that's for the most part wholesome you're going to find an audience right which is Somewhere. which is great like that's i feel like that's how it should be yeah. and how it should have been when i was a kid when jordan and i were kids you know what yeah <laughs> it should have been like that uh, but that segues us nicely into news time. Yeah. Which is the part of the show where Jordan or myself find a news article and we read it for you, the listening audience, and we now, comment on it. This is not empirical mind data or anything like that no. necessarily. 
especially not this week because we just we're do uh, a Google search for our our most recent topic and we find something that resonates with us. We find something that's mildly entertaining. <laughs> and this week we jumped into makeuseof.com. Right. And the headline reads famous geeks who changed the world and in parentheses not who you think. <laughs> so this is in no particular order, but you know what? These individuals, after skimming through the article, did in fact change our world, uh, hopefully for the better. Yeah, so like anyone you're thinking of right now, it's not them. For the better. All right, so the first person on this list is a one, Alan Turing, who if that name sounds familiar, it's because he developed what's called the Turing machine. He named it after himself, which according to this website was the forefather of the modern computer algorithm. Now his machine, it helped crack certain codes, uh, I think during World War II. And he was played by a one Benedict Cumberbatch in, uh, in a movie about Alan Turing. The Imitation Game. The Imitation Game. Alan Turing was, if you if you take nothing from this recap, Alan Turing was a brilliant mathematician who helped usher in modern computing. What a nerd. Am I right? <laughs> what a friggin' nerd. Second on this list are Bob Kahn and Vince Cerf, who proposed and gave form to the internet, as we know today, in a paper titled, A Protocol for Packet Network Inner connection so basically so exciting it was a preface (laughs) for modern day internet and without bob and without vint oh bab and vint we would not be able to record this podcast and post it onto said internet and give it to all you wonderful listeners so bob and vint if you're listening thank you thank you for a (laughs) protocol for packet network interconnection All right, third up on this list, Sir Tim Berners-Lee. And he is famous for, are you guys ready? Inventing the World Wide Web. Whoa. Now, one of my (laughs) all-time most favorite jokes to tell to people, especially in a crowd, is thank you guys so much for showing up. Thank you for looking at the ad or the flyer on the internet of which was posted because of Al Gore, who created the internet. Now, that's a common misconception to which I fall I fall privy to daily. <laughs> Day- hourly. Uh, the fact that Al Gore came up with the internet is, uh, is a fun little anecdote I throw in. I don't know if it's true, but according to this website... Apparently, he said something about it that ties him to the internet and its invention. I, I don't exactly know Maybe that's know what when. it is. And the second part to that joke is the, the fact that the internet is a series of tubes underground right and that's uh, what he talked about right i don't know i was busy playing cruise in usa (laughs) on my nintendo 64 guys come on uh but according to this website on make use of sir tim berners lee was the inventor of the internet apparently after bob Kahn and vint surf uh wrote their paper on the proposed packet network interconnection so you know what bob you know what vint you know what sir tim Thank you. (laughs) It's because of you that we get to do what we do. Next up on this list, this gentleman is near and dear to my heart. I just learned of his name tonight. 
but I, I already love him. <laughs> I'm going to print you know a what? picture of him out and put him on my wall. <laughs> One Ralph H. Bear. Who's that on your wall? Oh, oh that's Ralph. That's Ralph H. Bear. It's Ralph H. Bear. You need to you need to know. Do you know about Ralph? You need to give your respects. Let me tell you about Ralph. And then what so, do you say after that? He is famous for being a video game pioneer. Mm, Ralph he is considered to be the father of video games. So his contributions to what we know now as modern video game technology, it, it's him. He's the man. What, that is so vague. What does that even mean? You know what? It's a headline, and we're going to move on. He developed the Magnavox Odyssey. <laughs> you know, that system that everyone remembers. <laughs> Love him. Earthworm Bim. <laughs> we played uh, Barrio. Oh, man. The best games. <laughs> anyway. So, okay. Wait, wait. I will say that another one of his, his claim to fame, Ralph H. Bear, created the classic Simon. Oh. For Mattel. Oh. Oh. Which, okay, Ralph. If you guys don't know, don't remember, don't care, it was that circle with the four quadrants and a light would light up and you had to copy it. You it's basically a Simon lights. Says yeah. version, but mm-hmm, just something mm-hmm. plastic you could hold in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. And he would do it and uh, you had to copy it. So, you know what? Thank you, Ralph. You did it. You did it. You, you did arrived. it. And last on this short list of influential people that we need to remember, the geeks who changed the world, the nerds who shaped our lives, a one Ray Tomlinson. Who Ray was... Tomlinson sounds like the name of like a quarterback. <laughs> he sounds like the name of the kid who threw the Nerf football who so threw many 7, yards. Thousand yards. <laughs> I don't. Is that a lot of yards? I, for football? Did you pick Ray Tomlinson for your fantasy football team? Because <laughs> he's going to get all the yards. Which and you touchdowns. know, fantasy football is a re- direct result of Sir Tim Berners Lee, <laughs> who created the internet. Also, fantasy football is far nerdier than most nerdier things. But it's so much more acceptable, is it, it not? Is, it is. Okay, tell me the truth, Jordan. Have you done a have you done the fantasy football? Yes, I league? have. <sighs> Back in high school I did it. Okay. Here's the thing. I I would do one. Would you? But I don't know anything. You don't know about anything football. or enough or at all. I don't know any I know I know how the game is played. I know nothing about the players. It's okay, baby. I don't it's I don't okay. know. <laughs> you wanna know what my March March Madness uh bracket picks look like? It's probably gonna hurt me, but sure. Here's the thing. Wow, their logo looks God, really you're good. You're the worst. <laughs> You're the worst person. And you know what? I do really good on my brackets every year. I do it's, so good. You know what the key is to a good basketball team? Uh, graphic design. How sharp their angles look. <laughs> which uh, which typeface are they using this we year? We literally, like last week, we had a conversation about how cool the 90s Charlotte Hornets logo was. Yeah. I was telling you how it that was, was my ass. foray into, into branding <laughs> and how all of my peers in middle school were picking teams in which to oh, yeah. invest their beings into and I picked the Charlotte Hornets because of the logo. <laughs> I just love North Carolina, man. It's just the best of the North Carolina's top 10 states overall. And also, I mean, later on, I learned that the fact that Muggsy Bogues played for them and I was also very short and still am. So, you know what? The Charlotte Hornets have a very special place in my heart. <laughs> what, a, what weird things to be proud of. <laughs> but tell me about Ray Tomlinson. 
this this would be quarterback. You know what? At least I stand for something. <laughs> I stand for nothing. Uh, all right. Last on this very short list is a one Ray Tomlinson, the creator of email. So if you've ever received, you know what? Screw you, Ray. Ray, there's nothing I hate why? more than email. Okay. Uh, that's the worst part of coming back from my vacation. iphone my my push notification perpetually just says my goal is to keep it below 300 unread <gasps> emails oh okay let's let's dive into I know, this i'm real I'm quick. certain yours is worse in that reaction. population let's dive into this real quick we are going <laughs> to talk about the red icons that live over our email Icon. Look at on any, our phone. Look at your email icon. Look Jordan, at the top hold, right quadrant. Hold up your phone. I want to see what number of shame in which you're living, folks. We are at three. Is that o and three. Let the record show. Felix Slater on the date of recording this podcast, April twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. Email icon. What zero. Reds. Okay, there's various explanations for this. Zeros. Look at all of the email accounts in which I house oh, on no. my phone. So you're you're. I e- live that zero unread life, so baby girl. You're an email nerd. Ooh. That's the worst kind. Ooh. That's the worst Ooh. kind. <laughs> what are you? You like human contact via the internet? No, I get it done. I get it done. <laughs> Who has uh, time for that? I hate that note. Who like, has time for that? The fact that I have notifications on my homepage right now is killing me. It's like, that is my homepage. It's killing me too, but I have 303. No, 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 no. What am I going to do? Go through and delete those? Yes. Okay, we're going to go and cut it off. Let's kill it. Jordan needs to go through his emails real quick. Cut the lights. Zero notifications. Zero. I, I respect you less now. You're the worst. If you live that zero notification life. Notification. <laughs> I just murdered Felix. I'm dead. <laughs> oh, no. If you live that zero red icon life, that no badge life. I want you to hit us up at IDWGU pod. Send us a screenshot. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Don't write us. I want proof. Good. Send us that screenshot. No photoshopping. No. Because we'll know. And don't turn off those notifications. We know how that works. Oh, my gosh. We know how that works. I'm so excited to see who hits us up. I don't believe it. Normal people have icons because they get emails that they don't want to read. The and they red don't want to badge, the red badge notification gives me so much anxiety. I also, in my defense, even though I'm not ashamed of it, but in my defense, I also have a remote job where I only talk to people via email, and some of those emails I don't look at. Okay, so yeah, that's something that 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 happens. All right, we've talked a lot about what nerd culture was like when we were kids. We've had those shameful conversations. We've gone through our Twitter poll. But now we are at the point of our show where we come to a conclusion. 
And last week, I hit that conclusion first. Jordan, I'm going to take it away. Do it. Please, <laughs> for the love of all that is good and holy. So, nerd culture. You live it. You love it. You want some more of it. You kind of like it. <laughs> but culture nowadays, but nerd culture now, I mean, it, I, it's something that I still experience. But, I mean, the number of YouTube videos alone that I watch on Avengers Endgame theories about Star Wars comic books, about uh, I, I recently got into anime because why not? <laughs> Because who's going to shit on me for that? You know what? Who's going to do that now? I know nothing about it. Let's go into it now when I'm 30. Why not? What's going to happen? Yeah, I feel like the the threshold for when I will be publicly ridiculed is so much larger now. I can I can do so much more before I start to get some flack for that. Whereas before, I talk about one Star Wars novel... And I just get absolutely wrecked in the minivan while driving home from <laughs> no. my sixth grade English class. It's it's not it's it's a very different world we live in now. Now, granted, there are, there are some things that I still wouldn't talk about in a lot of social circles. Mm. I'm not going to talk about those things oh. right now. No, I, I just don't know. I can't think of what they are. <laughs> I'm just like holding some, some bombshell. <laughs> and you heard it here first. He rips off his mask and he's Alan Turing. <laughs> Whoa! You were supposed to have died. <laughs> You're good at math. <laughs> you built a machine <laughs> named after you. <laughs> I, I feel like that because that threshold is so different, and there's so much more that I can do that is so widely accepted. It sounds like I'm trying to get away with something, but mm. I'm not. It's just like, they, and they, I killed that guy. <laughs> and you should accept me for it. <laughs> no, th- there's there's so many more people I can be in touch with via email, my 303 unchecked emails <laughs> that probably are trying to talk to me about things that are, that are socially a little bit nerdy. Um, and because of that, I got to say that nerd culture, nerddom, nerdacity is better as an adult. Oh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Nerd culture better. I'm going to be surprised. As an adult. I'm going to be very surprised if you don't agree with me. Okay, here we go. <sighs> Let me know. So I 1,000 million percent agree with you. The fact that right now the acceptance of nerd culture is abundant amongst the flurry of the youth, of the adults, of the childrens of today. The fact that you could be a nerd about anything and like we're, we're almost cramming acceptance down people's throats, right? It's like, no, 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 bro. You can't, you can't not like the fact that Jordan is a nerd about these things. Like you can't, like it, it's almost unheard of to yeah it literally was incredible uh no i didn't know and that makes me super (laughs) happy about the future i live in a place right now where i can post pretty much anything that i'm nerding out about onto instagram or onto twitter onto reddit and i'm always i'm not even gonna say like possibly gonna find an audience i'm always going to find an audience for those things and for that like i'm i'm grateful I don't have to live in the shadows anymore and be like, I hope people don't judge me for those things. But. No, no. But. God. (laughs) When I was a kid and I was passionate about those things, 
I didn't care. I didn't care what other people thought about me. No, you're looking at me like, are you sure you didn't? Are you sure? Are you positive <laughs> that you didn't care? Now, I will say that, remember, as a, as a weird little caveat, I was also very good at the things that you were supposed to be good at. I was good at soccer. I was always first or second pick for kickball or volleyball or football, flag football, whatever. I was good at those things. So you made up for it. I Yeah, I did. I did. Because I wasn't, even though I was 100% inundated with nerd culture, I was also 100% inundated with being good at stuff. I was okay being good at those things. <laughs> I was a nerd being good at everything. I was. I was. And people <laughs> people yell at me all the time nowadays for being like, what? This doesn't make any sense. Like, why are you? Why? Why are you good at all of these things? And you like, are I, one of those people <laughs> who will just sit down. And you're like, no, I, I don't accept that I'm not good at this yet. And I think, okay, so I, I will say that the only reason that is, is because of... The fact that I was just interested, like legitimately interested in a lot of these things. And I, I, I think you you think that a lot of people have that that ability to just jump in both feet. Just just want to I want ever I want to be the sponge <laughs> in this this whatever wiki wikipedia maelstrom of information. This is I want to soak it all up. I want to know everything <laughs> And then you can just ring me out in whatever setting we're in. And so maybe that's to my advancement or to my detriment. What's the opposite of detriment? Benefit. Benefit. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so maybe that's to my benefit in, in some circles. And I, I know from experience that is to my detriment in that the fact that like the things that I'm good at, I should be way better at those things and should have advanced my career in those I things. I don't know if it is because <laughs> I, it, it just depends. But it just depends on what you're sacrificing to okay. learn more about the thing. So if you're just like if you're sacrificing an hour of playing uh, the new uh, uh, Avengers version, you know, skins of Fortnite, if you're sacrificing that hour, you know, to learn about whatever, because you're learning more right. and sacrificing an hour of gaming, mm -hmm. that's not a that's that's a pretty decent sacrifice. But a lot of people decide not to do that. Yeah, but you do. I do. So. Coming back to my original point, the fact that right now I have at my fingertips, like I'm staring at my laptop right now and just behind my laptop is Jordan looking at me with, with eyes open, mouth agape. <laughs> it's like, what? get to the point. I could punch my keyboard and whatever keys punch into the search bar, I would find an audience for that thing, which, which Probably. you know what? That's fantastic. That's yeah. amazing. And that's 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 a world that I want to live in. The, the, a world where people who are passionate about certain things can find an audience and find people who they can find camaraderie and 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 help develop that particular thing. And I I don't want that to be different. I absolutely do not. But I will say that the the things that I I put my stake in when I was younger despite them not being the quote-unquote most popular things, being the zeitgeist, being the things that were acceptable and uh, what you should have been doing, there were still the things that I, uh, that I sunk my teeth into hmm. uh, that really helped develop who I am today. There's something special about a, a, a kid in the early 90s walking to a comic shop 
finding something that he or she likes, taking that home and reading it over and over and over and over and over again, and then developing their own fan fiction or or conclusions about how that series ends and then waiting for the next week to go out and find it and then realizing that there's like two or three kids in their school that also like it. And then that sort of small, tiny thing cultivating into, God, a career. (laughs) Yeah. A career into the things that they love. There is something about that, you know, being the the accessibility almost dilutes what you are trying to ingest it definitely it's it's almost like think about uh music think Mm -hmm. about spotify Mm -hmm. you know when we were in high school we had these big old thick binders of cds oh god but we it was just a fraction of the of how Mm -hmm. accessible music is now right but also we go back in our cars and and i'm gonna listen to the same uh four songs i've listened to this week (laughs) And because that's all that's in my brain right now, yeah. because I can't comprehend the amount of music out it's there right insane. now. And and so <clears throat> because of that, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not get the, the experience isn't as special to me when it comes to music because yeah. you know, until I find that new song that I'm obsessed with and mm-hmm. I listen to six times in a row next week. Yeah. You know, once it, because it's on my Discover Weekly playlist and I didn't <laughs> know that it existed right. until Spotify told me. Yeah. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. it's not the same as going to Best Buy and getting that new uh, Blink One Eighty Two album, <laughs> listen, listening to that until it's like scratched up in my CD player, and mm-hmm. and then I memorize where the CD skips. Oh yeah, and when I hear the song version that doesn't skip, it sounds weird to me. You know, because you listen to it so many times. Uh, you're yeah. resonating so true with me right now. <laughs> so yeah, you get something and you understand it so well mm-hmm. that it becomes a part of your personality and i oh, think yeah. because we have so much now to ingest it's not quite as special right so i see what you're saying yeah i'm gonna say that nerd culture was better as a kid for for me right. because of the weird special circumstances that i was exposed to and those things really defined who i am now and as a result of that now because of the accessibility of those things I can enjoy these things exponentially more. It's true. It's a good, it's a better foundation. Yeah. I can I can again punch my keyboard and find <laughs> things that I'm like I didn't even know these existed <laughs> and now be way more like the stuff that I know now and the things that I'm into now are so branched off and so different than those things that I enjoyed as a kid, but it was that foundation that I set when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and now I'm so much more open to enjoying those things that um, I, I feel like a lot of things that people would just sort of like disregard and say, no, that's dumb. And But I can look at those things and think, there's something special here. I, I, I like this thing that's here, and it may not become wildly popular or it does, whatever. But I can look at it and think like, I remember what it was like to be a kid and think, no one else likes this thing, right? <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. So yeah, I'm gonna buy these magic tricks and murder weapons. <laughs> and you know what? We're gonna figure out what happens at the end. <laughs> Want to use them both? So yeah, I guess, the, I guess my answer is as a kid. But right now, it's an amazing time to be a nerd. It, it is. It's just like there's no, there's if if the it kid does version me, of me, it does make me question. <laughs> you know, just how strong these nerds are now. Like, yeah. they don't have to work for it. They can just sit in their basement <laughs> with their virtual versions of their comic books. This is books. true. Your your statement is also is very true. But you also have to think about the videos that you watch about 
anime, which, like it's you said, true. it's not something that you normally would have been into, into But how much do they know? Oh, it's so insane. much. So much. And you got to respect it. <laughs> you got to respect it, man. Uh, uh, I know. I don't know. Any, I didn't know anything about One Punch Man this morning when I woke up, but I do now. Mm. <laughs> mm. He's a man that one punches. Just, just punches one time, apparently, or something. I don't know. I'm still learning. Uh, it's a good time to be a nerd. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what we're doing here, do us a huge favor and leave us a positive review because it really helps the podcast out. And if you don't like what we're doing here, you know, leave us a positive review and we'll know it's sarcastic and we'll take that to heart and we'll feel really bad about it. So either way, you're, you're doing us a favor. I, I will feel really bad about it. I will too.